Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom and welcome to Malka Fleischer. Malka. Hello. Hello. Shalom. Hi. Howdy. Shalom. Shalom and welcome. Malka, uh, it's a tumultuous time. We talk about that uh, often here on the show. Uh, but, but this, Newsflash. That's it is right. A- this week, it's a tumultuous time. That's right. And and it's also an exciting time. I really feel there's like an awakening of, of many different kinds. There's a lot of like, I, I you know, I, I, I never forgot one time we were living on the Mount of Olives and we were in the parking lot area and I was speaking with a rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov. Um, and he said something to me that I'll never forget. I don't know how, the, how we led to this conversation, but he said to me that Rabbi Cook says that the reason prophets write Jewish history is because it's very hard to tell what the central um, like theme theme. What's the word I'm looking for? Like r- a Ethos, river, energy, w- current, a, a current, current. Yes. What's the what is the current of the time? What is the major uh, river that flows in any any particular time? And he says, but the prophet, since he's got God's vision, can see what the central thing is. Like you can live in a generation, you think this is a good generation. This is a generation that loves God. But God's like actually in the hearts of people that's not like that. Like my point is you don't really know what is in the heart of a generation. We're living in a time where there's so many contravailing energies that are that are striking us at the same time. Before we get into that, I just want to say this week's Torah portion is Kitisa. It is one of the Torah portions that in my mind, it's like a movie. It's like, I want to watch this Torah portion. I want to talk about it with the kids and I want to live it as much as possible. Malka, we got the golden calf. We got the splitting of the Ten Commandments. I want you to make the breaking, breaking the of splitting. Ten, splitting of the Red Sea. It was sea. a bad, it was a, yeah. a bad, it was a, so it was a bad It's a little note. dystopian That's movie right. if we're watching a movie. Well, it is dystopian, and yet, don't forget that we also get Bitzalel and Oholiav to start building the tabernacle. So there's so also it was also it ends well, and there's also Moses's glowing face in this week's Torah portion. You know, because God, he goes because of the break, he goes back up to uh, a redo, a redo, and in and and kind of have a a te, a face to face. With God, and as he comes down from the face to face, his face is glowing. So my challenge to you, Malka, is you if you got a spiritual sunburn, spiritual, spiritual suntan, ta- suntan. Yeah, he had a spiritual suntan. That's what I say when I come off the Temple Mount, right? right. I always say that I got a spiritual suntan. Uh, so my challenge to you, Malka, yeah, is to make a theme for this Shabbat. Hmm. Some I think kind we'll of eat some beef. Beef for the beef is good. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. See that? Okay. Beef is good. All right. Fine. But like, can you make a glowing face thing of some kind? A glowing face. I'll yeah, have to think you, about that. Yeah. Can there is be there some like nice radioactive fish? No. Well, no. But uh, but like, can there be? Or for example, can we have a cake of some kind with maybe like a face that's glowing or something like that? I don't know. Or or I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll put Leia on that. Yeah, Leia, maybe she's she good at that. Gl- uh-huh. Or like broken broken tablets. R- can can we sprinkle broken tablets over something? <laughs> <laughs> broken tablets of what? <laughs> Our meal is going to be a little gross. No, no, no. Um, let's see. <laughs> little little like we little cement particles. Or or maybe or maybe. So yeah, Malka, I just want us to to have some way 
to have the Shabbat feel like 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 the themes come out and people can send us their theme ideas if they if they would that would be awesome uh but i i want especially the glowing face the glowing face of moses i just think that the idea of a man whose whose face is a glow because he got close to god i feel god, like you should you should put on some kind of like glow in the dark face paint for shabbat or maybe you'll put on some eyeliner little like golden golden eyeliner golden sparkly Hmm. Wait, maybe can you buy those uh, shake them up uh, chemical sticks that light up? Oh, and just like spray them all over myself and just have that on my skin? No, no, I was not saying that. I was, I didn't mean that, but I just meant glow. Oh, I glow sticks. Glow sticks. That's what I meant. Okay. So if you have any ideas about how to make the Shabbat really uh, speak of bespeak of uh, glowing Moses's face, that whole thing, write me an email, yishayishayfleischer.com. And uh, Malka, you know, I want you to, to know that, that people around the world do write me emails and with, with these kind of suggestions. And we got actually a great email from Elaine. You guys got to know that we love your emails. We love to get emails. That's right. You might think to yourself, gosh, the Fleischers, they're so busy. They're too busy to read my email. I'm just a little person somewhere. <laughs> I'm not going to send them my email. False. Wrong thought. You guys are huge and amazing. And we love to get your email and we totally have time to read your email that's right we're just twiddling our thumbs over here yes and by the way i also want to recognize vicky who writes me a lot of good emails a lot of very interesting emails and thought-provoking emails thank you very much krista vicky. krista that's right and many other good folks there are many folks right there but let's read elaine's email she writes shalom isha i really enjoyed this week's podcast last week's podcast you covered a lot of topics that i'm interested in the email you read from rachel the uh, mother of Zephania. That's right. The mother or of, as he prefers to be known as Zephaniah. Zephaniah. God bless his we, little heart. We see you out there, little man. That's right. And, and he said hi to us in a little video, which was awesome. Uh, he says, she says, Elaine says, um, the email you read from Rachel hit close to home. I've been listening to your podcast on the Land of Israel Network for many years. I'm not Jewish, but try to keep Shabbat the best that I'm able. I've been reading the Torah portion weekly for the last 14 years. Wow, wow, wow. And that's what I'm saying to you. The Torah portion is what people want to live with. And that's and our got job. these incredible people all around the world. Right. And that's our job as part of the, and, 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 and shapers of the uh, international, international Torah congregation. That's the name we came up with. Uh, and I that asked, could be good. I asked other people to send me an alternative. That's for non-Jews who want to adhere themselves to the Torah. Right. They're internationals. International Torah congregation. Uh, and they may have other identities as well, but they they could say, yeah, but I'm part of the International Torah Congregation. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody mm-hmm. uh, somebody uh, uh, suggested uh, biblical Zionism. Okay, um, that exists. We've we've Jeremy Jeremy can tell you kind of that. like religious right. Zionism, right? But but I but it's a more biblical. First thing I like the emphasis. word. I think the word international, and and my friends the Wallers also like the the name international. I think that that's or how about the worldwide worldwide, worldwide Torah wor- Congregation? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think international, international Torah congregation. Uh, worldwide sounds a little too www. That's too, too. Uh, well, you guys can let us know. Write us an email. Right. Ishai, IshaiFleischer.com. And somebody. And you could vote. We should put up a poll. A friend from Texas re- recommended the international Tanakh congregation, but Tanakh is too hard to say. It's very Tanakh, Tanachis of you. Okay. <laughs> but, but that's a little too hard. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the simple the name is, is is secondary to what it really is, which is that that people around the world want to connect to even the Torah portion. This week, Kitisa, and I want to hear other people's ideas about how to 
uh, light up this Torah portion in terms of the meals and things and how to make the kids feel interactive. So Malka, if you're gonna, you know, wear some glow sticks. I don't want to wear glow sticks. Put a glow stick under your your under your my kerchief. my meat Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I want you to come out. I want you to come out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, I will. I will. I will. Uh, I will do whatever you say. So here we go. So so she yes, says. That's um, always a good answer. She says. Um, as we said, I'm not Jewish, but I but I try to keep the Shabbat, and I and I've been reading the Torah portion. I've been getting amazing mis- wisdom from sages such as Shlomo Katz, Winston Rabbi Winston Pinchas, Pinchas Winston, uh, and Sarah Yocheved Rigler. Awesome, who, great sources. Right, who I actually I don't know Sarah Yocheved personally. I know the rest, but uh, she's written a lot of incredible books. Yeah, she's awesome. I'm also a member of the Land of Israel Fellowship. I've been following Avi Abelo, our good friend, who yes. actually ate with us uh, last Shabbat. Since I heard him announce the death of Ari Fuld, the love of Shalom, the murder of Ari Fuld, uh, I, um, I had followed Ari before his death. I picked grapes with Hayovil in 2017 and think some of the best times of my life were those Shabbats that I spent on Har Bracha. I feel like we run in the same circles, but I only know you guys virtually. I would like to return to the Land of Israel, but I'm not sure when that will be. Well, well, the, uh, as I have not taken the vaccine, mm. I try not to follow uh, way too many podcasts. I follow, I try to follow way too many podcasts to listen to with my busy schedule. But yours is on the short list. Wow, of must listen to shows. I don't mind if it goes too long. As many times I listen over several days. Shalom from Western Colorado. Beautiful. That is awesome. That is awesome. What a, what a great feeling that is. And I want to tell you, not uh, vaccinated, eh? Yeah, I want to tell you, Elaine. And that means that she can't come to Israel. Oof. Can't get on a plane. That is that is not freedom of movement. That is that's not that's not right. That's just that's just in my opinion, that's not right. Especially especially here in Israel, by the way, if you've had COVID, that counts for something also. Right. It's like, it's like I'm recovering. What do you, I don't need a vaccine if my body's gonna develop uh, uh, natural immunity, natural antibodies. Like, like, uh, like. It's like, it's like having. It's like. Here's a simple they comparison. They do recommend that you get a vaccine. Okay, but 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 they but there's also studies that show that that the, the immunity that you develop after getting COVID is strong. Uh, but the truth is, right. That's not I, our. Wor- that's not on our pay grade. I don't want to recommend or not recommend a vaccine. That's not my bag. What I want to recommend is choice, and freedom to choose. And, and and if you think the vaccine is a good choice, then you should definitely be able to choose that. Right. And if you think it's and not a good choice. if you think that the vaccine is not a good choice, you should definitely be able to choose not to do that. Right. And and trans- and for a good choice, you need good transparency of, is this good? Is this not good? Is this good right. for freedom me? Right. Freedom of information. Right. Freedom to discuss. Right. Not to get banned. Not to get canceled. And, and Right. And not to get shunned. Not to get in Israel surveilled. Right. I never, Which is pretty I, serious. I never knew that word as like a verb. Yes, you can surveil. You're right. To no, surveil. you're right. I know it is, but it's it's like we're living in a time where that word. And at least here in Israel, we know we're being surveilled. I don't know what's going on in other countries where they think they're not being surveilled. Maybe they are being surveilled. Who knows? Well, we actually. I mean, I tend to not like to think like that. I tend to like to think that, you know, not everything is like a big, fat, evil conspiracy. Sure. We had a fabulous time uh, two days ago. At the Israel Freedom Convoy, and it was really fun. I think that there was at least twenty thousand cars, if not more, 
the jammed. There were also buses, so you don't know how many people, for example, were on a bus. But there are great videos of, of like of like trucks coming up to Jerusalem, trucking up to Jerusalem. And if you don't know what we're talking about, this was a uh, a movement that was inspired by the Canadians who of came all out from nowhere, right? And just really provided food for thought to people about not even about the vaccine. And again, I really want to say it's not for us anyway. It, this is not about the vaccine. This is and and if you like the vaccine, I totally get it. And there's a lot of uh, substance behind you to suggest that the vaccine is good. Okay, but this is not about the vaccine. This is about whether we want our government getting way up in our business, telling us where to go, when, what to wear, when we go there, how far we can be from other people, how close we can be to other people. If you have to, to breathe through a mask at school, at your work, whether you have to be vaccinated to go to to non-medical related jobs, whether you, um, you know, can can get on a plane or not based on one information. I sent my my son to a museum yesterday with his grandmother and he had a wonderful time. And our family is this word, machlimim. We are recovered from COVID in our family. So we have the, the Tav Yarok, the green passport. Um, or the kids have the green passport because of that. So in order to go to see archaeology in the building of the Israel Museum yesterday, he had to take his, his paper. And on his paper is written his name, his birthday, his national ID number, his passport number, when he was sick with COVID. And this is information that he had to show to somebody in order to go see the archaeology at the museum. We're talking yesterday. about a 10-year-old. A 10-year-old boy had to show all right. this private... Now, I don't think they wrote it down. I don't even know if they asked for it. I don't know if they care, right? But the, but the idea that you are made to be so on record about everything that you do is not something that I stand behind at all. Right. And the pressure that's placed on people, the pressure that's placed on parents. Uh, we went to the, to the rally, and it was really uh, a beautiful energy, actually. Yeah. And I saw really very little mention of the vaccine. People were more, much more concerned about government incursions into Overreach. their life. That's right. Right? And that was way, like way, way, way more of the issue than the vaccine. Wait, the reason you're making this point right. is because is because a lot of people want to denigrate uh, such rallies by saying, right. oh, it's a bunch of anti-vax It's an anti-vax people. rally. Right. And a few people said this to me. Right. A few people, including close people who know me. Right. We're like, oh, this is an anti-vax. Oh, anti-vaxxers. Like you bunch of freaks on the side. Right. Right? And it's just like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm an anti-government fingers in my lifer. Okay? Right. That's what I am. For and I gave an example. And, and I made mo- a sign. Most of the messaging, most of the messaging yeah. there including your sign. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I made a sign that said um let parents decide. And that was kind of my personal message uh in this whole big overarching message of freedom, which is that I know so many people who vaccinated their children who got this injection for their kids because they couldn't take the isolations and the back and forth of the kids being in school, not in school, having to miss, um, you know, all kinds of activities or after school programs, not being given access to that anymore. Now, I totally get it. That makes a lot of sense to me, except we're injecting ourselves with something, even the most wonderful thing on earth, okay? We're injecting ourselves with something not based on a medical consideration. 
based on a con- on a concern for our freedom of movement and ability to do stuff. And I'm saying and that's coercive. I, I think that it is wrong that people should feel that they have to inject themselves with anything in order to live normally. Now that's not meaning to say that like I can understand where certain jobs might have mandated like in hospitals or something like that. And and that is also controversial. I'm sure people have different opinions about that. But I could understand that in some cases you would be obligated to get a vaccine because you're doing X, Y, and Z. You're working with the elderly. I don't know. Right. Okay. But like it's becoming more like Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Like there's companies that are starting to discuss forcing their employees to vax maka you have uh you a call just tried to come through for your work and i myself have got to pack up and run to the knesset i've got a meeting there and then i'm uh, about about the israel biblical highway and then i'm off to uh herzalia to speak with an arab group that our friend uh, uh, y- uh set up and then i've got a new flooring that's coming in for the tomb of root and yishai and I had uh, friends, internationals, volunteers coming yesterday to talk about beautification uh, of of the uh, spring of Abraham. I did an interview for Fox <laughs> Radio last night. I was so tired. Two, 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 Yeah, I have to work on on uh, the biblical highway website today. That biblical highway and also website. Also on a pamphlet for Hebron talking about the forefathers and the and the mothers. Right. We had we had we had originally Rav Mike Foyer write texts for the bios for the and forefathers and I have to figure out how to make glowing food for Shabbat. Thanks so much. Yeah. Or or like sprinkles that are like the sprinkles. Maybe of the yellow broken. sprinkles. <gasps> what? Like yellow sprinkles. What? What's or that like gold do? glitter. We. <gasps> Oh, I know he, what to do. I know what to do. He's, remember I'm going to sprinkle. I'm going to get gold, you know, like food grade dust stuff that they put on cake. But and I'm going to sprinkle it on the challah. But that's for the bad folks. The bad folks that drank the no, sprinkles. No, that was for the shining fate. Oh, oh no, that's yeah, interesting. There's, there's bad sprinkles. The bad sprinkles. We don't want to do bad yeah, sprinkles. Like, 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 like gold dust. Yeah, that you have to eat. Thumbs, Sota, thumbs so. down. No, yeah. not and this week's partial. Yeah, like motion makes me, no. no. That's not. That's that. not. You don't want to do that. Ixnay on the old <laughs> gust day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Folks, well, back I, to the drawing board. Folks, I I want to thank you. I I I, uh, I want to thank you, Monica, for joining me. And I and I do have to run to the Knesset. You got a million things going on. Uh, when you have a million things going on, it's important to actually walk carefully, drive carefully. Remember where you put your keys. Remember, remember where you parked the car. Does this ever happen to you? You're like, I'm out. Then I'm like, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am now, there's four floors in this building. <laughs> I have no clue. I was on the phone. I don't know where I parked. I don't know Did what, that happen to you? That happened to me once, I think. That, that, that happens to me. It happens that's why, to you? That's why I go, look. No, you know what I do? Uh, I jump out of the car and I take a picture I of do that car. sometimes. No, that's when I go on long trips. But on short trips, I go like, okay. Fourth floor, minus one, blah, 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 blah. Because if I don't do it, then I could be like, uh, you know, and then you go, basically, you're like a seashell. You start at the top and you go around the parking lot, around the parking yeah. lot, looking for your car. I don't want to do, that. do uh, that. Yeah, but everybody take your vitamins. Yeah, take your vitamins. Drink and water. That's right. Breathe. Watch some comedy. Clean comedy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, take a walk outside. Oh, so you just reminded me there was another issue that I want to talk about for just two okay, fine. minutes. They'll wait at the Knesset. They'll just wait. I want to talk about this for two minutes. I want to say like this: If you're a Super Bowl fan, if you love Super profe- Bowl, not Super Bowl, Super Bowl, B O W L, Bowl, Bowl, Super Bowl. My son, who did not wait, watch, wait, my son. Hold, okay. hold on, hold yeah, on, hold on. I'm, I'm getting okay, to okay, it. Okay. 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 If you are a Super Bowl fan, good job. Then 
and and a sports fan, then then good for you. But this part may be, be a little triggering. bit may triggering or offensive. But I'm, I don't mean it. We to hurt still like you so much. Yet. That's right. You, and I hope you still like and me. respect you. I'm I'm I have been for many years against professional sports. That does not mean I don't like sports. That does not mean I don't understand that there's beautiful moments in sports. That does not mean that I don't think there's great athletics in sport and that's a valuable thing in itself. I respect all that, but I don't respect where professional sports has gone. I don't respect the money involved. I think that it shows a society that's warped in its value system. And I simply, for many years, have pushed myself away from any kind of relationship to this thing. Um, my my beloved son lives in this town that we live here, here in, in Gush Etzion, and there's a lot of Americans here, and some of his friends wanted to have a party to watch the Super Bowl at one thirty at the like one thirty in the morning, and I and he came starting to me, at one thirty. He in came the to me and he said, you know, I, he basically said, I'm I'm kind of changing the words a little bit so that it makes sense to you. I just he said, I know it's not part of our family values uh, to watch the Super Bowl, okay, and and but at the same time, my friends are going to do it. There's going to be pizza. There's going to be coke, and and it's I, I don't know what fun. to do. Get it's together. Be fun. We'll cheer, you right. know, together. And right. It's we'll like a we'll fun discuss atmosphere. it. It'll be it'll be fun. I said to him, I'm not going to say no to you. Um, he's 10. I said, I'm not going to say no to you. Uh, I would like to make it. And then and God put a thought in my head, which is I, I will incentivize for you a fun alternative. And we'll have pizza. We'll have Coke. We'll have a party in this house. We'll watch a movie. We'll have a Tanakh uh, yeah, we, we, quiz. Did a little, we did a little quiz on, on Sefer Shmuel. Right, in the book of Samuel. We'll have a quiz, which he's studying right now. Because they're learning that in school. Right, we, we'll have fun. You'll invite friends. They have a sleepover. And, and there'll be prizes. That's right. I, I, yeah, we, we, I bought him we a, did it big. I bought him a fancy flashlight, like a fancy and I got flashlight. Him tiny little Hot Wheels. Yeah, and, and so you know what? Elazar, For him and his two friends right. who also wanted an alternative to Super Bowl, which Elazar calls Super Goal. Super Goal, and whatever. It's so cute that I cannot stop him. Bottom line so, is, that, Super goal. is that he did not, he had fun. He did not miss anything. And the next day, his colleagues who did watch the Super Bowl told him that there was a lot of quote unquote inappropriate content on there. And I just want to say These are 10 year old religious boys. Right. I just want to say that I'm, uh, that, that to me, the Super Bowl, in a way, is actually the ultimate thing that you shouldn't watch. It's the ultimate. I don't know if it's the ultimate. There's more ultimate things than that. No, I'm saying in terms of like if you're trying to like wean yourself off of this thing and to and to and to replace it with 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 things of, of value in your life. This is a longer conversation. We simply don't have time for it today. But the point is, I was very happy, and very grateful that my son was able to, and with help, was able to get away from that. Uh, he also th- tried, and his in in fairness, also to him, he really like he could have just gone to the right. Super Bowl party but he because we let him basically the one thing but that gave we, him pause we gave him pressure and he also kind of relented to the pressure but he but he asked about it let me say right. he, he knew he, he said, knew it was an issue he came to me and said listen I'm having the struggle inside and the one thing that gave him pause is when I said to him but what does Hashem want from you and he's like Hashem doesn't want me to watch it he just, he just was he was honest about it he's like Hashem doesn't want me to watch it but you know he's a kid but um, I'm I'm happy and 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 look, you can agree with me or not agree with me about the Super Bowl. It's a longer conversation, which I don't have time for today. But my point to you is that there are many things in our life, many things that draw us into them. Looking in places that we're not supposed to be looking, looking at things that we're not supposed to be looking, is a big part of life today. So big, big. part, and so and so. Wow. When Sometimes I think to myself, if 150 years ago, what would they think? You know, 150 years ago, they were just trying to like live. You know what I mean? Just trying to like eat. 
But sometimes I wonder what would they think about the challenges that our generation faces? Yeah. They would probably think that they were really massive challenges. They would be like, look at them. They're eating like meat like multiple times a week. They're, they're like unbelievable. It's like, what a life. But then they would see like some of the things that we also have to deal with. That's some of our the, struggles. The struggles to survive spiritually kind of. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, wow, those are some hard struggles. And when I say, what I'm saying to you about the Super Bowl. We all have the Super Bowl that we have to get away from in life, whatever that thing is. And I just want to bless everybody to have the strength and incentivize for yourself and for your children, for your whatever, incentivize the good. Help the good be a winner out there, okay? It doesn't cheapen it. No, 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 quite the opposite. It actually, it actually uh, puts a, uh, a, a keter on it, a, a crown on it. And so uh, with that, Malka, uh, the, I want to I give you lots of, send you lots of blessings. Thank you very much for joining the show today. I want to thank the good folks that make this show happen today. Uh, first thing, it's The Israel Bible. Go to theisraelbible.com and you'll find a fabulous uh, book, Torah, of the Tanakh, but uh, beautifully, beautifully made, a beautiful cover with beautiful writing. Beautiful translation, transliteration, and great divrei Torah, specifically great points of wisdom, specifically about the land of Israel, edited by by my friend and great rabbi, Rabbi Tully Weiss. Uh, that's theisraelbible.com. Hey, and guess what? On the Israel Bible, you just type in the name Yishai, you get 10% off. Nice. I wish I could say that about like heaven. You know, like you get to the pearly gates. You go Yishai. Yishai and something, you know, you get 10% less, you know, time in the other the, the you know whatever it is so the cleansing facility uh, I, I yeah <laughs> that would be nice that's like a Rabbi Nachman thing where he's like I'll pull you out of Gehenna with your by, your, by your pace uh, of course it's not like that that so, seems painful yeah and also till 120 we'll probably be saying your name yeah that's right 10 percent off right, the cleaning right, facility right. uh, and I want to thank all the folks of the international Torah congregation out there um, and I also want to thank Ari and Jeremy for the Land of Israel Network and the Fellowship, which is an amazing program, um, uh, mostly geared but not necessarily for, for Gentiles around the world. And I want to thank lovers of Israel and Jews. That's Jews right. That's last. Right. Not yet, not yes, Jews. you named us last. Last but not least, Achalon Achalon Chaviv, we say. God bless you guys. And hey, uh, I'm supposed to do an interview about uh, buying property here in the Land of Israel Come on, get at it already. Don't don't miss the boat figuratively. Okay? It's time to <laughs> it's time to it's time to buy that property in the land of Israel. Get to it. There's if, so much building going on. There's building, there's 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 properties for sale. Prices are going up. Come on, put your money out here. Put your money where your mouth is and, and get well, to it. Well, it's not just putting your money out here. It's it's getting your chunk. That's right. That's get right. your piece of the land of Israel. That's right. Speaking of getting your chunk, I haven't eaten yet today, and that reminds me of Prohibition Pickle and some delicious salami, which now we think I didn't get it last week. Uh, you did not, but it would be nice if you got it this but week. But if Malka. I get it every week, then I don't. I want it to stay special. You know, yeah, you like, like Moses' glowing face. Don't you think that Moses' glowing face Maybe I'll make some a face salami? out of salami and pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to eat that? Anyway, Prohibition Pickle... Uh, check them out on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, they provide Shabbat with with the glory that it deserves. Period. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's our good friends at JewishPress.com that 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 put out a show every single week and put out great content. And, and JNS.org, the the, the fastest growing uh, nationalist pro-Israel uh, newspaper out there. JNS.org is uh, the uh, the Shai Fleischer show is Israel podcast is going to be moving soon uh, to being part of the JNS family. 
Bezrat Hashem. And of course, when we talk about family, how can we forget the mothers and the fathers, the forefathers and mothers who are buried in Hebron? They are uh, protected by the people, the Jewish community of Hebron, which is supported by the Hebron Fund, which I have the great honor and pleasure of being part of. Hebronfund.org. Support the strength of Israel through supporting Hebron. When you when you give tzedakah to, to Hebron, when you give charity to Hebron, you're giving ch- charity to Torah learning, to Jewish protection, to feeding uh, needy families, to 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 uh, to uh, uh, helping tourism happen, to beautification of the Marat Machpelah. It's like all boom. good things. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like if you don't have time to figure out everything, HebronFund.org will give you lots of strength and love. Write us an email. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm off to the Knesset. Got to get changed. Got to bust out of here, Malka. God bless you and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, you guys. The Torah portion is Ki Tisa. Hashem That's right. Uh, more great stuff is on the show, on the podcast, if you're listening here on the podcast right now. Uh, uh, and, and of course, we're going to have, I hope, a special guest and then to- Table Torah later on in the show. Also, thanks to Tabitha, Yochavid, <laughs> Kimosha Herman, Moshe. and Lou for helping the show happen. God bless you. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected, and Shalom! All right, folks, we're back here on the Yishai Fleischer Show. And as I said in the last segment, the Torah portion to me is like a movie. This is like one of the most important, central, and certainly most dramatic and visual of all Torah portions. And one which, you know, there's there's halacha. This one is drama. There's drama. There's emotion. And there's a face-to-face. The face-to-face between God and Moses in, in a few different episodes uh, Aaron and the people. These are big visual moments. And of course, I'm talking about the uh, sin of the golden calf. But, you know, we can we can just kind of chalk it off the golden calf. We've heard it a million times. And in fact, if you go to downtown Manhattan, you will see a golden calf, the Merrill Lynch bull, golden bull uh, with full accoutrements. Uh, it, it is, it is a, it is, it, I, when I first saw it, I laughed, but I realized how deep how real the golden calf is in some kind of subconscious of, of, of the human mind. And um, we have these moments where it says, where, 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 where Aaron is facing the people and they say to him, make us a God that he'll go in front of us because this man, Moses, that came up with us, who t- brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what happened to him. The split between Moses and Aaron, the later punishment of Aaron's two sons that according to Rashi were killed because of this uh, Sin of the Golden Calf, super dramatic. But then at the same time, you know, like in the Hollywood movies, as as big as the fight, so too the the uh, reconciliation and the love, and this moment where Moses goes back up, and 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 gets a new makes a new a, a new pair of Ten Commandments, new pair of tablets, and it comes down with that glowing face. These are. These are concepts that are not going to be answered by, but just mathematical answers. And I thought that it would be super appropriate to speak with Rabbi Shlomo Katz, author, rabbi in Efrat, musician, and and really a, a person who's uh, leading the spiritual charge in the in the Jewish people, and also bringing back some of the Torahs of Chassidut, and of course uh, Rav Shlomo Karlbach as well. Rabbi Shlomo Katz, shalom and welcome. Shalom, Yishai, shalom to all the special people that are with us right now. So I really, uh, there's no better parsha to come and speak to you about this. I think it's 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 like to me, you and this parsha are, are are highly connected. We're sitting here in your office. There's a beautiful guitar here on the floor, a Mac computer, lots of sfarim are around us, lots of uh, Torah books. I heard you once talk about the broken tablets, and I just want to ask you, like, okay. 
So he comes down, he sees, Moses comes down, he sees the Jewish people in the act, caught red-handed, they're doing their thing, and he takes the God-given twin tablets of the Ten Commandments, and he smashes them. He smashes them, or they get smashed by their own force, like they cannot hold the, the lack of holiness. But why afterwards do we carry around the smashed Ten Commandments, this remnant, this break, this moment of anger? It's like, it's like a husband and wife... Uh, are in a fight. You take a snapshot of that and you and you magnetize it to the fridge. You do that? No, of course not. You want to let it pass. You do a re- reconciliation. You you try to forget it, right? Why carry around the broken tablets? The 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 luchot you said to us, ushivrei luchot. Right. That's the the Talmud says that luchot veshivrei luchot monachim ba'aron. That the tablets and the broken tablets were somehow both kept in the ark while we traveled, and they had to be, like you said. Great, great question. Why am I schlepping that trauma? It's a trauma. It's a PT. Why would I schlep the trauma with me? And it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating, heartbreaking question. We'll try to answer it with the way the Gemara, what the Talmud answers it. It says like this: uh, From where do we know that you have to honor a zaken sheshachach talmudo, an old person that forgot the Torah that he learned? Because it says luchot veshivrei luchot monachim ba'aron, meaning many of us at a certain point had very high peaks in our lives. You know, some good stuff happened. And they didn't always necessarily carry over it. We didn't know how to utilize it at best, but it did exist once in our life. Mm-hmm. But then we became broken and we didn't have it anymore. Don't belittle things that you're still not able to hold on to if they once existed. Mm. I'll give you a great example. It's an unfortunate example. There's a guy in our community, right where we're sitting right now. He's a genius. He's, he's an absolute genius, professor, guy's very smart. Used to give sh- cl- Torah classes here and everything. Um, he suffers from dementia. Mm. And I think about that, what you brought up all the time, because he can't tell you, he can't even speak now. Right. But that guy, that's, that's, that's Shivrei Luchot. So he's the Shivrei Luchot. And he's in the Aron too. Right. I guess that's also maybe Acher. Maybe Acher is a little bit of could a Shivrei Luchot. Could be, could be, Elisha Ben Abuya. Yeah, it could very well be. Mm-hmm. But I think that, the, you know what, forget I think you and I, uh, come on. Mm-hmm. We got a little shivrei luchos going right, on here. Right. We have the traumas, but Hashem is telling us, I think, saying, listen, that thing that you think is completely non-usable and is just a result of anger and everything, uh-huh. that's part of you. Right. Don't you dare say that those things are not part of the bigger, don't say only the stuff that's complete is what God's interested in. The Kotzker Rebbe said, there's nothing as complete as a broken vessel. I want that too. In fact, in Hollywood, when we say, Heartbroken. We're talking about, oh, she ripped my heart out of Brendan and Brenda. For those of you that get that 90s reference of Revelos 90210. Oh, you know, all that stuff. That's not it either. In Hollywood, that's the concept. A broken heart is one she broke my heart. In Hasidut, in Jewish mysticism, a heart that's broken is a heart that's actually open, mm-hmm. which is what we're trying to get to. So Shivrei Luchot means the, op- the, the moments that broke your heart, that they enabled you to feel your heart. Don't ever ever diminish that power. Don't ever belittle what that ac- the access it brought to you. Hmm. So uh, that's great. So you have you have you have the, the broken moments. And yeah, you know, you remember like as as a you know, I remember those moments where I was in a bad place, alone and broken on a plane. You you shared with us a great story. Which one? Uh the, the, with the food. Oh yes, that's right. That's <laughs> you right. That's the right. moments. Like yes, that, yeah. and there were others. I was thinking about a moment that I had, and I was in some weird bathroom, and my head was spitting, and I was like, this is, "I'm in a bad place." 
Shivrei Luchot. Yeah, and I, I remember that. And you're right, though, by the way, now that that's coming back that way, I'm like, I remember that fondly in the sense that I remember that as being a step in my life that I needed uh, to, to get there. Still, though, it's the word of God that was broken. <clears throat> you know, it's not, it's not just a, it's not, well, now that you say it, I can see that the golden calf itself is gone. But the broken tablets, that holiness that broke, that's that's there. Uh, I could see that. Still, though, uh, God God says, Moses basically smashes God's words, and God's like, okay, come on back. And you get a redo, what we call moed bet. But this time it's got to be a little bit different. This time I can't give it to you in that purity. You're going to have to car chisel them out yourself. Uh, interestingly enough, the, the other midrashim say that through that chiseling process, Moses also became wealthy. As the psolet, psolachad, the psolet, the excessive stuff of the sapphire uh, became uh, something that gave uh, Moses wealth and therefore standing. Uh, but what's the difference between the luchot that, that are the second luchot, which are more man-made, more still, still godly, still godly principles, but now with, with, with man's hand more uh, attached and attuned to it? You probably heard this answer before, but I, I think you just answered your own question. How so? Because with the first tablets, the only way, the only perception I have of being close to God is clean and probably near perfection. With the second tablets, I see I can even serve God by being a millionaire. Rabbi Nachman teaches, Rabbi Nachman Brasov teaches in the 60th teaching in the Gutei Maran. It's called Patach Rabbi Shimon. It's, it describes that there are certain tzaddikim, that their way of serving God, certain righteous people, their way of f- finding a way of serving God had to come through ashirut, through being rich. And he uses that teaching. Hapsolet yeshelcha, psolecha, the remainder of the precious value of the psol, of the actual luchot of the tablets, Moshe Rabbeinu was the richest person in the world. Through the second tablets, I understand, not only is it not, is it, it's not the only way to be close to God by this pure, clean, purely godly connection, but Dafka, through things like money and wealth and other things that I go through in very much this world, mundane worlds, mundane levels, Dafka through that, that's what God's more interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, we're we're using right now. My, well, I, mean, I have this Mac in front of me, and we have all these gadgets and everything. I think that's that's luchos shnios. It's like we're we're trying right now. We're 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 broadcasting through mediums that you could say, "Oh my God, look what this does to the world." Right. That's luchot we show. That's the fir- that's the first tablets. That kind of perception breaks. <clears throat> and makom is you can't right. do anything with that in this world. We're living in a luchot shniot world. Right. And we're right. elevating it through it. Please God. Interesting. You mentioned that. Uh, please God. Uh, John Voigt, the actor, is coming to Chevron on Sunday. Oh, beautiful! I'm going to be spending some time with him. Beautiful. And here's a guy who's in the middle of Hollywood, you know, and he is just uh, fearlessly and and proudly talking about God and and the Abrahamic way, and now making television for it. So, uh, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. There are definitely luchot and shivrei luchot, and we carry around we carry on those broken pieces as well. Uh, I asked Malka in the last half, uh, can we come up with any themes for the Shabbat food? Can we put any... She had this idea of putting golden sprinkles on something. I said, no, don't put <laughs> no, golden no, no, sprinkles. No, no. That's bad. Been there, done that. Don't, no, don't do that. No, no, no. And have you ever seen that bull in, in downtown no, Manhattan? I was, as you were describing it, I was like, I, got, I haven't been to New York you get, in a while. You get to Manhattan. It's an old one. You get to downtown, the financial district. You're walking around. I'll show you a picture of it. Yeah, so you saw, you saw the picture of the, uh, of the bull on oh the internet? Oh, my God. Yeah. You get there, you laugh. 
there's certain things that are funny, like Hamas, the name of the organization. It's like, that means violent destruction in the Torah. You're calling yourself yeah. that. You know, you are that. Or, or George Soros. It sounds a lot like Soros. And, uh, and this Golden Bull, when I first saw it, you know, I just absolutely laughed at God's humor. But it also showed me that there's something there. There's something in the psyche of mankind. I always want to be in the boardroom where they're like in Merrill Lynch boardroom where they're like... Let's make a statue like a golden bull statue. What do you guys think? And one guy's like, "Yeah, I don't. Something, something's coming up in my head. I'm not sure what. <laughs> Should I say it? No. <laughs> right. T- tell me, tell me about the, tell me about the golden calf. What, what is this thing? The Jewish people are coming out of Egypt. They're, they're receiving Torah at Sinai. They got this leader Moses. I mean, the package is complete. How do you go from that to a golden god? How, how do you go, like, what, what happens, what, what happened to the Jewish people, and what happens in our life, do you think, that, that we can relate to this, this, golden, this golden bull? You ever hear the term spilkas? Spilkas. spilkas. How would you yeah. say that in English, spilkas? Uh, you, ants in your pants, you can't, yeah. see, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're always, uh, yeah. so some it's people, a Jewish thing. It's a, right. it's a Jewish so thing. So some people, they're on spilkas, but it's not, it's not coming from a bad place, it's just who they are. But then you have people that things have to happen based on their calculations. And if it doesn't, that means the system is broken. I have to change it or reinvent it. Mm. Look at Now let's go back to the Garden of Eden. The, the sages tell us, had Adam and Eve waited just two more hours, the fruit which caused them to be vanished from the Garden of Eden would have been permissible to them. Mm. Timing problems. Mm. Fast forward. Golden calf. How did that happen? We miscalculated. According to our calculations, Moses should have been down. They were off by six hours. They didn't understand exactly. Didn't happen right away. Boom. They, they're they open to completely changing their fix based on their own calculation of where right. it has to be. Let's fast forward again because we're in the month of Adar. Purim Seuda. What was the Purim Seuda? What was that first Seuda, that feast by Achashverosh in the beginning of the story? They were celebrating the fact that based on the calculations... The, the Jews went to Achashverosh's palace and had this meal that may have been kosher, but it was certainly not permissible. It was certainly uh, licentious. Correct. Why? What were they celebrating? What was Achashverosh celebrating? Why did he have vessels and utensils of the temple? Because based on the calculations of the 70-year period between the first and second temples, mm-hmm. they should have been on their way back to Israel to build the second, the, the second holy temple. They were off by one year. So Achashverosh was celebrating, your prophecy is wrong, it's not adding up. We keep, on, we keep on bumping into this thing of it's not working out based on what I think it should be, based on the times that were dictated that it should be. We keep on doing this. And parts of Yid- the a core essential value of Judaism is understanding that I'm in this world to kind of take my watch and lechaven it, uh, to set, it. To, to set it to God's time. Right. God, you give every person what they need when they need it. And that's it keeps on popping up. The sin of the golden calf explains to us what the word sin in Hebrew means. The word for sin in Hebrew doesn't mean sin. Chet means lehachti. I missed the mark. When you're shooting hoops, you're saying, I I missed. Like when I first made Elian, I'm on the court and people are saying, oh man, I, I, I kept on think, thinking, they say, oh man, I sinned. I almost, did. I'm like, you didn't sin, you just missed the shot. Right? <laughs> Shooting, missing, the, missing, like a shot is called a hachta'ah, but it really the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement says, 
you meant right, but you missed the mark. Right. And they meant right. Right. That's a, this is a very interesting point that, that really Judaism kind of reflects back on this story of the golden calf and says they actually wanted to serve God. No doubt. They no wanted doubt. to serve God. You know, a lot of times I explain to non-Jewish friends, you know, that we don't have in a synagogue, we don't have our statues, we don't have anything like that. But we do have something. We do have a focus, focus of prayer. That's the Aaron Kodesh. That's the Ark of the Covenant. And inside there is the Torah. So it's not like we're totally aphysical. Like the Muslims took it to a very, like, Correct. there should be nothing. But we have something. We have a focal point, right? They wanted a focal point. Uh, at the same time, a golden calf, that's your focal point? Mm, well, that, that's where it gets really trippy. Why Dafka, the, the eagle, and later on we see the red heifer comes to atone for this thing of a, of a golden calf. They didn't even really, they didn't know what was going to be. They wanted what you said. They wanted a god. The language, I think, in the in the second says, like right. make first. We they actually really wanted, but I think that based on the way it came out to be, is God showed them when you're attached to your animalistic need of needing things to happen on your watch, you're going to create an animal. Right. I make it as a joke, but I say this is the proof in the Torah that being a yeki is a problem. Okay. <laughs> and like, well, a yeki is like, look, that's it. Moses is not here. Nahon. Forget it. But a chassid would have been like, let's have a l'chaim, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and and I say that as a, as, a, as a joke, of course, but... Um, My father used to say yeke. He still says yeke. Yeke means German Jewish. Right, yeke means Yehudik Shehavana. It's a Jew that has a hard time understanding that things don't work on his time. But that's what, you know, it's interesting. That's really right. what this is. That's right, that's right. Nachon. So I think that that's an animalistic need. It's a beastly need of now. N- yeah, now? Look what happens with that need. You create a bull. Right. You create an ego. Right. Uh, one time for your synagogue, Shirat David, here in Frat, which is being built right now. and last, people Last few moments. Last yeah. few moments, and people can still join oh, yeah. to help build it right yes. now. How do they do that? Shiratdavid.org. Shirat David, the Song of David, here overlooking Bethlehem in Bethlehem Ephrata, Shiratdavid.org. Synagogue is being built right now here in the land of Israel, but this is not a synagogue. That's a, that's, that is a that is that's not a sin. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's sin. A, okay, that is not a, that's not the right that's not the right word. This is a house of prayer and a, and a congregation and a light uh, and everybody in the Gush Etzion in this region uh, knows that and you could be part of uh, building it right now. Maybe maybe that's this week's uh, way to fix the sin of the golden calf. Let's let's build the house of prayer. You should go into fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> I love fundraising. I told you <laughs> we spoke about it. Fundraising is the best. Um, because fundraising is beautiful. Yeah. Fundraising, fundraising is, is helping people be, be part of the story. And, and, and your story being together, built with brothers and sisters. Um, one time when you were not here, you asked me to, to, to speak Friday night. One of the things I talked about is that really uh, Moses and Aaron were, were a duo. Moses was the man of God, i.e. man of truth. And the midah, the characteristic trait of truth. Aaron was the diplomat. He was the people's person. And one of the sins here was not the sin of the people. This is my explanation, which is it's the sin of the splitting of these two forces. Moses went up to get truth. But Aaron was left with only diplomacy without truth to back him up. And the people were like, we want this. Well, he was a person who wanted to give people what they wanted. And truth, and they said, truth is all the way up there. It's not down here with us. We're we're the rabble. We're the people. We want this thing right now. And, And the split of those two characteristic traits left them in a lurch. And that's mm. the sin. Never split up truth 
with with love and diplomacy and 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 the and oh, the chesed for today for wow what a, what a blessing so but but still though Moses does go up to Mount Sinai a second time and he does what he does he he brings down the second ten commandments great great <laughs> uh, crisis averted okay there's there's, there's the shivrei luchot there's the broken pieces but we still need the real ones. And the whole Torah and so much of, of society needs these Ten Commandments. And, and that would have been enough. But the Torah in, in, the, in Parshat Kitisa ends with yet another chapter. Mm-hmm. And that is the glowing, the Moses face glowing. You know, Rabbi Shlomo, uh, I have not seen a lot of art, Jewish art, that depicts this. In a sense, it's non-depictable. It's meant to be a little bit ineffable. It is a vision. And one of the books, uh, the Shlomo, Shlomo Karlbach books, we call it in the house The Red Book, the Lamed of Tzadikim, we call it The Red I Book. I love that one. It's maybe one of the uh, greatest Shlomo books. Lamed Vav. Lamed Vav. Everybody should have that the in best. their house, and everybody will cry for having this. So he talks about, there's a story there about the knife of Abraham. Abraham's knife. Abraham's knife. And, and the rabbi, I don't remember which rabbi it was, a Chas, the, one of the Hasidic masters, was shaking just to see the knife of Abraham that this, uh, right. that, uh, you know, Elijah the prophet had, uh, the head of the, excuse me, uh, the head of the 36 hidden righteous men. I want to ask you, what is it to see Moses' glowing face? What is it to stand at the foot of Mount Sinai and to see Moses come down with the second Luchot and to see this man, this Moses, who is a man, a flesh and blood, a b- b- born of a mother, and yet to see that some, for some reason his skin glowed. Why did his skin glow? What's the message there? Mm-hmm. And what is it? Can we imagine for a second what it is to see that face of Moses as he comes down from Sinai? Wow, the imagery right now, the visualization is so it's so intense as you as you illustrated it. I think we get a lot of help to kind of sense that with what the Torah tells us about not just what he looked like but what he was feeling. He had no idea. Loyada, he didn't even know. Wow. He saw the reaction. He's like, "Oh my God, I have to." You know, he didn't even know. My my children, we have a beautiful. Um, if I'm proud of like one thing of the chinuch, of the education of our children is that my children are in awe of soldiers. Mm-hmm. When we go to the checkpoints here, every time they're always like, "Abba, chayalim, chayalim." So it's like, wow, we're in the presence of soldiers. What's a soldier? What's the holiness of a soldier? is that I guarantee you that this is mamash, this is the truth, that they are completely unaware of their state of holiness. They just think they're doing what they have to do, but they're unaware. They're completely unaware of the height of how holy they truly, truly are. Someone that's aware of how holy they are, it's okay. You, you have to, it's okay to have an awareness, but when you really are unaware, that's what happened with Moshe Rabbeinu coming down from the mountain and people seeing him, and he doesn't even, the Torah tells us, he didn't even know. That's real holiness when you're completely unaware of how holy you really are. I think that's, to me, what, I'm, what I take the most from that end of the parsha, the portion saying, you can be on Mount Sinai, your Torah can say all these things about you, but if once you let it get to your head, you're out. It never got to Moses' head, ever. And that's why he's the epitome. He is Vaish Moshe and, 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 and what about the glow itself? What is what is that? His skin and and the Torah says it's very important. He didn't have a halo, no, nor an aura. Or panav. The skin and this. Oh, there's a there's a, a phonetic 
a double meaning here. Or is with an ayin means skin, but it also means the light. Could mean the he, light. He, he right. was. He was. Right. He, by the way, P.S. Like, if I could fix something in history, I go talk to Michelangelo right now. I'd be like, bro, 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 bro. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't horns. And I don't know who told you to do that or what. By the way, I have no idea how any, there's no way to mistranslate that. Even, also, were, they, were the tablets actually uh, the way that he, uh, you know, the. I can live with that. <laughs> My issue is the, the horns. horns. I like, get it. Yeah, we've suffered. Yeah. You know, look, like you did King David real good. Real good. <laughs> you know, what happened Did there? you ever get a horn comment on the road? I've, uh, yeah, yeah. I got only yeah, one time. Uh, yeah, one yeah. time. One time. One time. Somebody said that to me, time. or they said to me like, "I thought the Jews had horns when I was growing right. up." That time. No, thing. they were being yeah. very, um, t- like, very sincere. Right. right. I had that in Newark Airport once. <clears throat> Some guy said, "Can you lift up that beanie for a second? I want to see if it's true." And the guy was dead serious. Okay, but he was not from New York, New Jersey. No, 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 no. He must have been <laughs> traveling through no, because in New York, New Jersey, <laughs> you could wear your talis and fill in Hope, the airport. Hoboken, uh, no, Hoboken, no, no, New no, Jersey. No, sorry, not Hoboken. Uh, I don't know, wherever, <laughs> not a local, whatever. Yeah. No, because I, because you know, one of the beautiful things about New York, New Jersey, and I say this actually, uh, uh, um, uh, with uh, with with in compliment, yeah. is that being a Jew there is normal. Like you can put on your towels to fill in in the middle of yeah. a train station or whatever it is, and it's people not are so like, bizarre. "Yeah, I've, that's I, what they do." I yeah. know what a Jew is. Yeah. I know what a Jew is. I, I actually think that's a good thing. I think okay. that's a, there's something nice about that. But still, okay, going I, back to what you said, I'm asking you again, like, why? Why does he? What what is this thing? What what what? How are we supposed to finish this partial? What is a kid supposed to understand this? What what? I don't know about a kid, but we we have to go back to the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. The first thing that um, man and Eve became aware of after they sinned was that they were naked. Mm-hmm. And the Torah says is that they, they you know they, that they're kutnot or they 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 they're um help me out here they're they're. They, 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 they he made God made for them these like garments, garments. made of skin, right, right. to cover. Because right. of a busha, because of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Here, it's almost like like leather garments, leather, ki- so to speak. Right. Here, it seems to be that there's this tikkun, there's a fixing over here of what's going on here. That Moses was able to bring out thirteen attributes of mercy, bringing about a fixing of something that was waiting to be fixed from the Garden of Eden of busha, of uh, what's the what's the best word for busha besides embarrassment? It's uh, shame, shame, shame. Shame. There was a big shame. Right. He felt shame. If I'm the people, if I'm the shepherd of such people, what kind of a sh- what kind of a leader am I? Just, just parenthetically, yeah. is that one, there is a shame written into this Torah portion? A few of them, but one of them is take off the crowns. You had these crowns, these like That's spiritual right. crowns. Take them off. You don't, right. you don't deserve to wear them. Right. So, exactly. There's a lot of shame. It seems that there's like a shleimut. There's like a completion of a picture here where. I don't know exactly what to make more out of it other than when that, that brings a certain glow that's almost otherworldly, that people don't have vessels to even contain mm-hmm. in this world. And that's what, re- that's what was happening. There was a glow that people couldn't even contain, human beings couldn't contain, and he didn't even know about it. Mm. So I'm thinking here there's a bigger picture of fixing something that's been waiting to be fixed. With the or with the with the skin from a long time ago, and also one more thing, it says kikaran or panav, or is skin. That's on the, on the outside. Panav is always an allusion to pnima. His inside and his outside were one. That a person that's inside, we say toho keboro. If you're when you're in when your outside is like your inside, you're a shining. That is a beautiful teaching. I love it. You're panav is is in pnim. Pnim and, and or is what you see out, on the outside. Right. So his insides were like his outsides, and that's that's shown. I think that's a great teaching for us. Now, I try to get you to evoke uh, the image 
of a light, but there's something about that which is a broadcast. It's a, it's a, it's 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 a beam, and there's no way for me in this uh, medium to express that image in a visual sense. Right. But I'm going to have to latkilotcha here to surprise you and ask you and I say there is another way that I have a power today, and you have the power to give that broadcast out to people, and that's through music. Mm. And this guitar has been <laughs> winking at me. It's bugging me the whole time because you have a you have a you have a rabbinic <laughs> study here, and yet right, it's, and it's not even on a stand. It's literally leaning, it's leaning, <clears throat> like as though as though you do it. So so can we can we do one short yeah. tiny thing for Are you kidding for, me uh, for us? Let me have your Are mic you over here. Any you it's you, man. It's all you. You know what? The only thing I could say to you is uh, is uh, Moses' face and Moses Adar. Face, it's it's of Zion Adar recently. Okay, this is a, a song of Adar. Vibrations of the of the guitar, real guitar. It's it, there's something to that. I, I feel like in Mount Sinai, you felt the vibe. It was like being at a, at an awesome concert, and you just you you just you just felt it. And that's what I when I when I finished that partial, I think to myself, that's that light. That's like wow. I, I like I was touched. Wow. It touched me. It it touched me. In truth, the Torah then tells you that he would take off the mask when he would teach, and then he would put it back on. So you had to deal with it, and it touched you that light. And if you let yourself, the Torah contains that light. Yeah. And you open that book, it's supposed to shine out at you. You're supposed to feel that that feeling. You just gave us that feeling. Mm. Rabbi Shlomo Katz, mm. last thoughts. Shabbos. <laughs> I, think, I think Shabbos gives that light too. Shabbat gives yeah. that light. And that's why in the last thing we learned before the sin of the golden calf is Shabbos. And the first thing we learn again after the sin of the golden calf is Shabbos next week. And I think that's Luchos Vishivri Luchos. There are people that live in the world with with the brokenness because they, they thought they should have done better. Don't worry. Shabbos comes again. Mm-hmm. Shabbos, just lift up your head. Last thought. I'm sorry. It's just, I, I, I remember this right now. The parsha is called Kitisa. Lift up your Rosh, right? 
So in Hasidic thought, they say, you know, a Jew's secret is the ability that no matter what happened during the mundane, during the weekday, to still go into the world of Shabbos. By how? By lifting up your head. How do we know? Take the word head in Hebrew, Rosh. Lift it up each by one letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Mm. Resh becomes Shin. Aleph becomes Bet. Shin becomes Tough. Shabbos. Wow. Rosh becomes Shabbos. If you lift it up. If you lift it up. Wow. Chazak. That's a good one. Tzvi Elim, Rabbi Tzvi Elimelech of Dinov, the Bnei Yisachar. Wow. One of my favorites. Wow, that's a go-to. A good one. Yes. Yisha, you know, I want to say you have a Shabbos Dika glow during the week, too. You don't know. I've never really... So one time I caught you a few weeks ago. The head was not... I don't know if it was up. It was in deep contemplation. It was early in the morning. I don't know what was going on. But <laughs> generally speaking, your head's lifted and you cause other people to lift their heads. I want to give everyone here a blessing to be able to be open to, to just to continue to receive and give you koch to keep on going for many more years. God bless you, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, author and friend. rabbi, friend, friend, friend. And, and, and rabbi of Shirat David, which is a synagogue being built as we speak. If you want to take one little step this uh, before this Shabbos to help build the land of Israel, and we give you options in the show a lot of times to help build the land of Israel, but today it's shiratdavid.org. You go there, and I promise you it is one of the most beautiful batekneset houses of prayers you've ever seen and it overlooks both the fields of Judea where King David frolicked and walked and thought about God and then further on uh, right facing right towards the, the third temple in Jerusalem uh, and it is just an incredible and the, the music and the Torah that comes out of here uh, is awesome being a sponsor is, uh, is a great opportunity shiratavid.org Rabbi Shlomo Katz thanks so much Shabbat Shalom All right, folks, and we are back here on the Ishai Fleischer Show. Thank you very much, Rabbi Shlomo Katz. Boy, was that inspiring. He is an inspiring person. Thank God. Um, I'm inspired by you out there, and I want you to write me an email, Yishai at I also want to thank Yocheved Seidman, Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Tabitha, and Lou for getting the show out. And Yocheved has also started a project of getting the show out onto YouTube. So if you are listening on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, click the bell, to be updated when we put up new videos. So thank you very much, and thank you to all the sponsors of the show. We talked about them earlier, but just a quick reminder, Prohibition Pickle, making this show more pickly and delicious. Uh, we love their Shabbat uh, salami treats and others. I, it's just that I like salami. Other people talk about herring, but I talk about salami. Okay, yeah, call me a simpleton if you need to, okay? If that that's what makes you happy. If you need to feel better about yourself by laughing at my you know, like of, of vodka and salami on Shabbos, fine. Um, and I want to thank uh, the good folks at uh, JewishPress.com, JNS.org. Of course, the uh, Hebron family uh, is strengthened through your support, HebronFund.org. And of course, my personal site, which is EshaiFleischer.com. Uh, and uh, we are fighting for beautification of some parts of Hebron that uh, we can touch, which is uh, the, the tomb of Yishai and Root and also the uh, Spring of Abraham, which we're working on. Uh, so you can donate to that by going to yishaifleischer.com and go to the donate page, or just a little bit of a coffee. And I've had uh, a coffee today, but I could use another coffee right now, and I'll get one, a real coffee, but you can support through going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash yishai. Now, uh, I would uh, do table Torah right now, but the truth is I think the best things were already said in the last half of the show with Rabbi Shlomo. So I just want to say uh, kind of parting thoughts, which is 
Uh, it's been a busy week. It's really been a busy, busy week. I've been at the Knesset. I've been purchasing beautification stuff. Uh, I'm working on the on the seven cities, Israel Biblical Highway, the seven holy cities and the Israel Biblical Highway. John Voigt is coming to town. Lots of stuff is happening. Just like, whoa, just a lot of stuff. And at, on top of that, last night, I was asked to speak to a group of Israeli Arabs, Israeli Druze, Lebanese Christian Israelis, uh, and Bedouin Arabs, Bedouin Israelis. Um, and this is part of a group called Reservists on Duty. And they have these incredible Israeli and pro-Israeli young people out there um, going to do Israeli Hasbara, explaining how they are really part of the Israeli society and how they're proud to be part of the Israeli society. And I came to speak there for them to talk about some of the ways that I do Hasbara, how I understand it, uh, how I understand uh, fighting for Israel's narrative. Let's call it the Israel narrative, shall we? Forget, you know what? We're done with the word Hasbara. Done. Done with it. It's gone. It's, it's deleted from the lexicon. I don't even know what you're talking about. The Israel narrative. The Israel narrative. Uh, they are fighting for the Israel narrative. And um, there are so many forces out there that are fighting against, including amnesty, etc. So uh, I, I gave it to them so straight. I told them Israel is an ethnic national state. And there are minorities that we want to see successful here. But they have to be loyal to the Jewish state. And then we talked about the concept of a national state. We, talk, we talked about the, what I call the three pillars, which is a longer talk. Maybe I've already mentioned it on the show, but basically Israel stands on three pillars. One is Bible, history, archaeology that proves the Bible, and international law that recognizes Jewish history, in other words, rights of indigeneity of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. That's one pillar. The Bible, indigeneity, recognition of such, archaeology. Another, another pillar is the second pillar, which is nation-state. Nation state is a good thing. And that I find that I actually have to explain that more than anything because people don't know anymore that a nation state is a beautiful thing. Ancient peoples living in their ancestral land, doing it the old way, something very beautiful about that. Uh, and finally, that Israel is the Middle East. And this is maybe the part that, that they understood so, so easily. I said to them, when you hear Israelis say, I'm willing to give up half of Jerusalem for peace, what does that really sound like to you? And they said immediately, because they're Arabs, proud Arab Israelis, they said, yeah, it sounds ridiculous. You sound like weak and dishonorable. Dishonorable. I've been saying this for many years. Honor is the real language of the Middle East. And if you don't know the language of honor and of God and of history and of demanding, then, you're, uh, then you are, how should I say, dishonorable. And so it's, it's very important to, to uh, speak in this way. And we talked about how being a Middle Easterner and speaking in such a way, not speaking like a Westerner, speaking like a Middle Easterner. Land is important. Honor is important. Uh, uh, not seeming weak is important. And I had a ball speaking with them. Of course, uh, the guy who hooked it up was Yichia Muhammad. Maybe you remember him, Yahya. He's uh, a, a great spokesman for, for the Arab world. Sadly, the bullies, of course, reject him. That's the other problem in the Arab world, which is the bullies. The bullies are the ones that um, the bullies are the ones that control the ground because of their 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 viciousness, because of their violence, because they are because they they're cutthroat, figure, figure, figuratively, and literally as well. So, 
that was amazing, but it gave me a lot of hope. It gave me a lot of hope. And I spoke to them and I said to them, Ayman Oda, the head of the uh, uh, joint list, he's your enemy. And they're like, that's right. He doesn't want normalization. He doesn't want you guys to have a decent life. He wants you to be in an endless war. Now, I would put on my whole talk because I recorded everything, but it wasn't Hebrew. A little bit of English, a little bit of Arabic. We had a lot of fun over there. But it still gave me hope that there are young people, and I met some excellent young people who I think are going to be uh, a great way forward for the future. Of course, within the Jewish state. Yes, young Arabs, part of the Israeli nation in the Jewish state. How does that work? Because there are other peoples that join your nation. They join your nation. They are minorities that live within your nation. They may not necessarily uh, 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 have your language and have all of your, uh, have your exact religion. They're part of your nation. The real way is that minorities that live in Israel should accept also the God of Israel uh, and, and serve the God of Israel. But okay, you know, we're, we're, we're taking it one step at a time. But these people want to be part of the Israeli nation and be pro-Israel, not there to use cynically democracy to destroy uh, the Jewish state from within. And we, of course, should not allow that. In any case, folks, God bless you and stay strong. Stay tuned. Stay connected wherever you are. Lots of love and lots of blessings from the land of blessings. Thank you for your emails, your kindness, uh, and the sharing your life with me and me sharing my life with you. And I want you to pray for me because I got a lot going on and I don't want to make any mistakes. And I'm sure you do as well, so I pray for you as well. Let's pray for each other and give each other strength. Thank you, Hashem, for every single moment and every single breath and every single opportunity of being alive. Thank you for helping me hear that great song uh, that, that Shlomo you know, sang right there. It was just me and him in a room and his guitar and his voice. Was, it was fabulous. Thank you, Hashem. May we really see uh, Har Sinai, Mount Sinai. May we, may we carry around our broken, uh, our broken tablets, but really pave the way for the renewed and rebuilt tablets. We've had two temples that have destroyed we're in the pathway. We're we're on, we're in we're on track. We're we're in position. We're on the trajectory for the third temple. Bezrat Hashem may it be soon, may it be speedily, and may we uh, have the honor of taking even a small step in being part of it. Thank you, Hashem, for everything. Thank you, good folks. Thank you, crew that makes the show happen. Lots of love, lots of blessings from the land of blessings, and shalom. <laughs>